At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome in. It is a Friday, of course. Uh, not really a football Friday, but we got a lot to get to here on the program. Coming up 30 minutes from now, we're going to get more baseball down to the nitty and the gritty with one William Hill, points for weekly contributor, also host of the New York City Cast. We're going to uh, talk a lot with Will. We got a lot of topics to get to in the brief 10 minutes we have with him. Now, we do have the NBA back tonight, Matt Humans. Two games, uh, the two series that have some ick going on. Um, there's news around Joel Embiid, which we'll get to momentarily, but I wanted to hit you with something really quickly out of the gate because today's a pretty good day. Uh, a lot of people here at the race book, Kentucky Oaks coming up, what, in like uh-huh. two hours or something right. like that. But something caught my eye this morning, and it's the conversation and the topic that has swept the betting world. It's the Cincinnati Reds. You and I both watched them yesterday lose again, 10-5, right? Failed to cover the run line. Is it 19 out of 21 games? Uh, they lost 19 yeah. out of 20, yeah. Okay. In terms of the run line, though, it's like 18 out of 20 or 19 out of 21, whatever it is. So today, you you noted how many of the games now going forward against the Pittsburgh Pirates? Is it eight of? Well, they play, I think, eight of the next 10, yeah. something like that so against today's, the Pirates. Today's yeah. the first of those matchups. The Pirates got to as high as a $1.27 favorite on the road today against the Cincinnati Reds. There has been, though buyback on Cincinnati. We're now down to like minus 115 in favor of the Pittsburgh Pirates on the road, Overton versus Brubaker. But I was, I just was honestly, I don't think I was really surprised, but to reach as high as like, it looked like at the South point minus 132 on the Pirates on the road. This uh, is how low the Reds have sunk. How low can they go? They can go lower. Uh, I actually think the, uh, the, the Lions and Reds games never surprise you at this point because 
there's going to be one-way betting for the most part, and the public is just piling on the Pirates. Until the Reds prove they can win a game, you're going to see a lot of action on the other side. And, you know, once the Reds win a couple times, it's going to cool off this trend, and a lot of people uh, who have been riding the fade the Reds train are going to jump off. But the Reds have got to win a couple times before that happens. So yeah. uh, I'm not surprised. I, I thought the Pirates might even get up to a buck forty, yeah. uh, a little bit higher today, just because of all the uh, the money that was going to be on that side on the run line. Uh, for the record, I I backed off this game today. I played against the Reds the past two days. I did not bet the Pirates today. Yeah, uh, so I'm not surprised that there might be some uh, the, some buyback here. The screen right there showing minus 132. The screen I'm looking at right now, uh, highest price is about minus 118, minus 120 over at stations in favor of Pittsburgh. So we'll see where this ends up. But you were talking yesterday about betters who might come in and find the value on the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, yeah. This might be the spot to do it because Overton, to give him credit, did look pretty good in his first start of the uh, the season. You're definitely going to see some betters. I think some some sharper betters now who are going to be trying to play the Reds and pick the spots where the Reds have a little bit of value and they're going to win. And they are going to beat the Pirates at least a couple of times in this eight-game stretch. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Reds win today. That's why I, I just backed off this uh, fade the Reds thing today. So well, I thought it was worth pointing out, but we begin with the news of the day because uh, there is an unknown cloud hanging over this matchup between the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. So Joel Embiid yesterday uh, ruled out. That was the official injury report, right? He's put up as out. Now, again, just because you're put in as out, they can update your status within 24 hours, all these things. So door was still open for him to potentially return. We get news this morning from mm -hmm. Sham Sharanya that he has cleared concussion protocol and even went so far as to say that he is being fitted for a mask. And if he is comfortable, he will play upgraded to doubtful. Well, we didn't really get a big move. Circa was the highest number that I saw, 2 minus 105 on the favorite, if you wanted to go that way. So in other words, if you wanted to take minus, or excuse me, plus 2, you were laying a buck 15. We're starting to see the number slowly move toward the Philadelphia 76ers. Circa's down to minus one now, as is the Westgate Superbook. Other spots are sitting at one and a half. As we are getting closer to game time, the market seems to be tentative in believing that one Joel Embiid could be available tonight for the Philadelphia I expect Sixers. him to play. So do I. I think so, too. When you... When you get the upgrade from out from out to doubtful, it's a pretty good sign. Even though doubtful isn't the greatest injury, uh, like you know designation, still it's an upgrade on his status. And also, if a guy like Sean Schroenier is reporting that there is optimism that he will play, mm -hmm. more often than not, I'm going to believe in the fact that he's going to be. It's a playoff game. Your season's on the line. If uh, you're upgraded to doubtful, I think that means probable. Uh, you you don't much. have to tip off the heat to whether or not Embiid's going to play. In fact, I would not tip the heat off at all. I, I would make it seem like he's not going to play. We don't even know where he is. Yeah. He's missing. <laughs> he didn't even make it to the facility today. We had no idea. Make it seem like he's not going to play and then have him run out there um, for the uh, pregame lineup announcements. But I think uh, Embiid with the season on the line is going to wear some sort of mask and he's, he's going to try to uh, save the Sixers season or at least uh, extend it a little bit in this uh, second round uh, series against the Heat. I, Embiid doesn't strike me as a Ben Simmons type. If uh, Simmons has got a little bit of an injury, he's he not. He did have back surgery. Let's, let's stop it with this uh, back surgery. Okay. You I, think he went uh, underwent an elective back procedure? He could have had the back surgery five months ago. Okay. Why do you have? Why do you sit out the whole season and then have back surgery? Yeah. And now you have all these analysts saying, "Well, everybody owes Ben Simmons an apology. He had back surgery. He should have had the surgery a long time ago." Okay. Okay. Isn't that? Is that 
not the case. Well, I mean, I I always tend to think that we don't really know the like the the inner workings of an injury. If it got if it got worse for some reason over the last couple of weeks, whatever it is, right? They thought he was going to come back. He gets an epidural. He's not going to come back. All of a sudden, he's got to get big or get back surgery. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it was always on the table. But regardless, we're talking about Joel Embiid, not Ben Simmons. Yeah. And to your point. Ben, or excuse me, Joel Embiid has shown a willingness to play through injury. He was set to go through however long their postseason run was going to be with a torn ligament in his hand. And I think we, you and I mentioned this even when the injury first came down, when it was pretty clear, clear concussion protocol, and then we'll go from there. Embiid was going to be pretty willing to play with a mask and with a fractured orbital if he didn't have to have like surgery that was really pressing. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the guy that he is. No, he's a tough guy. He'll play through pain. He'll play, he'll play through injuries. He's proven that. So that's why I think... Embiid's going to be out there tonight, even if he's not. I would expect him to be out there for game four. But if you're betting tonight, I would think that I would gamble on uh, Embiid being out there. And by the way, the Ben Simmons thing late in the season, there were reports there was a mental health issue, not mm-hmm. a back injury. Right. right? So who's, who's being honest about it? Sometimes, you know, and also, if you get back surgery and you're only out three weeks, how serious was the back surgery? Well, it's three to four months, not three weeks. Uh, I thought the report said three weeks. No. Okay, I was going to say that must be a pretty minor procedure. That was reported uh, last night. Anyway, why didn't he have the back surgery a long time ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just uh, don't have any sympathy for Ben Simmons. People can say what they want and apologize. I don't care. I'm not going to apologize for anything. But I think Embiid is the type of tough guy who will uh, try to get out there and play and uh, help his teammates get back in the series. Yep, and so as the market kind of goes, and I would expect that once he is announced that the uh, 76ers are going to go off at the very least as about a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite. And then we get this from ESPN Stats and Info. The Miami Heat, 16-0 all-time when leading Investor 7 Series 2 to nothing. The most series wins without a loss all-time. On the flip side, 76ers open 13 all-time when trailing Investor 7 Series uh, 2-0. And it's hard to dig out of a 2 nothing hole. I think a lot of teams would probably have a pretty bad record in terms of their historical uh, franchise record when you're down 2 nothing in a best-of-seven series. I wanted to add something, though, because you brought up a really interesting point. So you're talking about, like, not giving the Miami Heat any ammunition in terms of Joel Embiid's status. Did you catch this story a couple of weeks, like a week ago, from – you remember it was actually the day of the draft, the first round. Remember the, the whole thing with Devin Booker where it didn't look like he was going to play? Adrian Wojnarowski has the report that it looks like he's not going to be available, and all of a sudden he's warming up and he's going to play. And it came kind of out of nowhere for the, mm-hmm. uh, the Pelicans game, sure. which they ended up closing him out. Well, the Suns actually got fined $25,000 for that whole thing because they failed to disclose Devin Booker's injury status for the Game 6 you know, win over the New Orleans Pelicans in a, quote, accurate and timely manner. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why they were fined that uh, it was – it was said because of the whole sports gambling relationship with the NBA that they want to be more forthright and accurate with the injury reports. And so it might be something here with the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't think so. That they're almost forced to in a certain extent. Now, I will say, because I think you know where you're going to go with this, $25,000 is a drop in the bucket, so who cares? If I threw a nickel to you, <laughs> right. if I threw a nickel across the desk to you, that's what twenty-five grand means right. to the Suns. It might mean less yeah. than that. Okay, So I don't think that's sending any sort of message. But the, the association probably is – Talking to the teams about, hey, we have to we have to be more um, upfront. I think about the, the status of some of these players because of the re- relationship with uh, sports books and and sports betting. And uh, you know, if you upgrade a player to doubtful, he can play. Right. You're just saying doubtful. You're not saying out. If you have, if you declare a player out and then he runs out into the court, that's a different story. So I think uh, the matter or the. Um, the Sixers did what they had to do by uh, upgrading Embiid to doubtful, and then uh, 
you know, he can do anything he wants as far as playing in the game tonight. So every um, every hour at the 30-minute mark, the NBA updates their injury report. So for those who want to keep going to the NBA website, you can fl- click on the actual injury report. gets updated at the 30-minute mark of every hour. So we're going to n- get another update here in 21 minutes. Uh, we'll see what the upgraded status, if anything, is for Joel Embiid there. With that, we get the other playoff game, and a kind of disappointing series just because I thought this was going to be pretty fun, but the Phoenix Suns have dismantled the Dallas Mavericks through two games, and now the Mavericks, just like the Philadelphia 76ers, Head back home down to nothing in this series. How about some of these offensive numbers for the for the Phoenix Suns, Matt? An offensive rating through two games of 132.3 for the Phoenix Suns. They have absolutely destroyed the Dallas Mavericks. And the Mavericks, to give them some credit from an offensive standpoint, their offensive rating is 115.5. That's not terrible. It's just that they've been so bad on the defensive end of the floor. And you kind of saw it coming to a certain extent, and they've had nothing for Chris Paul and everybody else. That's interesting because in the previous series, there was a lot of praise for Jason Kidd and how yeah. well Dallas was playing defense, right? That's all you heard. Jason Kidd doing a great job with this Dallas team on the defensive end. And now it's a train wreck on the defensive end of the floor. So a lot of times when these series flip from one home court to another, uh, some of those numbers uh, flip as well. I expect the Dallas Mavericks to get back in the series. Right before I came in the studio here today in the South Point, there was a guy in the race book wearing an NBA golf shirt. Okay. He said, I love your guys' show. I'm from Phoenix. I listen all the time. Are you on the Suns tonight? I said, no, not, not, not up 2-0 <laughs> in the series going on the road. This is not the spot where you'd want to play the Suns. No, and it's also, again, just to, just to remind you, I feel like a wet blanket because a lot of people like this, uh, but the 76ers, despite being a one-and-a-half-point underdog in the game at most spots, are a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the first half. The Mavericks, despite being a pick or maybe a one-point underdog, depending on where you shop, are a two-point favorite in the first half. So not really getting much bang for your buck if you want to go with that angle in terms of the team down to nothing coming back home and laying it in the first half with them. All right, we have plenty left to get to. There's two games on Saturday that we have to touch on. Also, plenty of games in Major League Baseball to get to as well. And Will Hill's going to be with us in 15 minutes. Stick around. It's the edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season in our weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. So pitch responsibly. Something that the Philadelphia... Phillies did not do yesterday. How about this comeback from the New York Metropolitans? The Mets down 7-1 going into the ninth inning. Matt Eumanns score seven runs in the top of the ninth to come back and beat the Philadelphia Phillies. Prior to last night, the Mets, according to ESPN Stats and Info, had lost their last 330 games over the last 25 seasons when trailing by six or more runs entering the final frame. So that's just the Mets. Right. Who had lost the last 330 over 25 years and trailing by six more runs. What do you think the record is for all teams in baseball trailing by uh, six or more runs entering the ninth? I am not going to even try I, to I don't guess. know what it is, but <laughs> right. it's got to be somewhere around one or maybe two and 7,000, right? It's something and, massive. Yeah, the Mets, actually the Angels almost blew a 6 nothing lead last week in Chicago we were just talking against about the White Sox. Uh, but the Mets with uh, seven runs last night rallied to beat the Phillies. How about if you bet the Phillies last night? How sick would you be? You probably feel like you need to take the weekend off from betting baseball. Dude, I mean, well, think, and this is why it's funny, like, you know, we talk about this all the time, the volatility of betting the NBA on a night-to-night basis, right? Over the last few days, we have had this ridiculous comeback from the Philadelphia, mm-hmm. from, the, uh, from the New York Mets against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, excuse me, the other way around. Um, and then you get, like, the other day we were talking about that Red Sox game where it's 4-3, that Angels game, going into the uh, final frame, and all of a sudden it's a 10-5 final. And the Angels end up winning that game. The bullpen, it's nuts in terms of these bullpens. And we talk about it every single baseball season, right? Uh, the uh, the great shirt that's in the v store that was very popular. Um, somewhat aggressive, but still everybody loves it. This is pretty volatile when it comes to pitchers and bullpens and putting these guys in different situations. You have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, that's true. And actually, I, I thought Joe Girardi mismanaged his uh, bullpen last night. He could have done a better job with that, but... I think overall, Girardi's a pretty good manager. Sometimes things just spin out of control, and the Mets had the momentum, and uh, the Phillies couldn't find a way to stop it last night. But I think this is a trend also with the Phillies over the last uh, few years Mm -hmm. that's troubling. This team constantly underachieves. And when you think about 
the signing of Bryce Harper, and he said, I'm going to Philadelphia to win a World Series. And since he's done that, two other teams in the, his division have won a World Series. Uh, the team he left, his old team. Yeah, yeah, the team he left, the Nationals and the Braves. And right now the Mets are one of the favorites to win the World Series. Three teams in that division might win a World Series since Harper left uh, the Nationals, and none of those teams are going to be the Phillies. I, Harper I just won think an MVP. It's tough to it's tough to bet the Phillies on a, on a regular basis. You don't you, you you don't get consistently strong efforts. You get um, you get a a collapse in the ninth inning like you had last night, and you get a team that underachieves. I I was listening to uh, a Dodgers game recently, and uh, they were talking about teams that could be surprises and in, uh, in the National League teams they like and. I think uh, one of the analysts said, I love the Phillies this season. I love the way that team's put together. And uh, I couldn't disagree more because uh, the Phillies are going to have to show it. they got, they got to prove something before you pick them uh, to win the East. Right now, they look like the fourth-best team in that division. Yeah, and the thing I think that drives you nuts is you look at their lineup, you think it's going to be a pretty good and consistent lineup, and at right. times it's not. You know, bottom half of the league, not deep in the bottom half, but still bottom half of the league in terms of strikeout rate as a lineup as a whole, but they're in the top ten in terms of way to run creative plus. Like, there's a lot of positive there, but at the same time, there's going to be days where they break out for, like, seven runs and, like, two innings, and then there's going to be uh-huh. others where they're getting, like, a one nothing, you know, tooth-and-nail type of fight with another team. No, you're right about that. You look at their lineup on paper, and you think, man, these guys should be bombers. They look like the Yankees on yep. paper. Offensively, but just it's not equating to the win column, and that's been a theme with the Phillies over the last three years, and that's why I rarely bet the Phillies. I think this is just an underachieving team, and uh, I don't like to bet on teams like that. Well, and the Phillies, uh, they don't get a chance to go back at it. Uh, this was one of multiple games today that was postponed uh, due to inclement weather. We get four games that aren't going to be played today, Blue Jays and Guardians, uh, Rangers and Yankees, Mets, Phillies, Dodgers, Cubs, among four games that will mm-hmm. not be played today, uh, which is a bummer because I was actually really looking forward to like this Blue Jays-Guardians matchup like from a pitching standpoint. Gosman versus Bieber looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. Um, can I throw a matchup at you and get your thoughts on this? Because I know a bummer that, to have all four of those games right? canceled because you had Garrett Cole going for the Yankees. That Dodgers-Cubs game is going to be a good one at Wrigley. Yeah, all four of those games canceled really waters down the Friday night baseball card. It does, but I, I am interested in one, and uh, this is a team that you and I, before the season started, uh, we both thought, hey, you know what? Like, on the surface, it might look like the Diamondbacks are going to be a relatively poor team, but I think there's probably a little bit more fight in this team than general, like the – I thought, they would be, would I thought they would be overachievers this year, right. the D-backs. And they seem to be at this point right now, 13-13 through 26 games. And one of the strengths you and I were talking about was, you know, this lineup's got some pretty good arms. You and I yeah. both like Zach Gallon a lot as a pitcher. He has shown out. He got off to a late start because of an injury, but he has gotten off to a really good start since he's come on. Uh, Merrill Kelly takes the hill here today, and Kelly's off to a fantastic start. 127 ERA, 347 expected ERA. So there's probably something coming for him in terms of some regression. But still, if you're getting about a 347 from Merrill Kelly as you move forward, you're in a pretty good spot. And they're up towards of a $1.40 favorite here against the Colorado Rockies. We know about the Rockies at on the road and Rockies you talk about being overachievers home heavy schedule early they're 15 and 10 through 25 but uh, this Diamondbacks team I think has been pretty impressive given preseason expectations and the market's starting to show that in certain instances even here when you're talking about dollar 40 45 and even highs a dollar 50 with Kelly on the hill yeah, I could be wrong I think the D-backs took two or three from the Dodgers a uh, week week and a half ago did yeah. they take two or three or two or four you would be correct they took two or uh, three two or three in that series in Phoenix and uh you know, going into that, you and I were talking about how we thought the D-backs were going to be a team that's undervalued in the marketplace and could be overachievers. Uh, I like the D-backs, but it's not the type of team I want to make a habit of laying a buck forty or a buck fifty with. I'd rather play them at better prices.
Yeah, it, the uh, it definitely seems to be a maybe somewhat of an overcorrection here in terms of the Rockies being on the road and uh, how inconsistent they can be when they uh, play away from Coors. But regardless, a lot of respect there for Kelly. And Kelly was really good for them last year, even though like the Diamondbacks were awful last year. Mm-hmm. But he was one of their lone bright spots down the stretch where they were actually winning Kelly starts pretty regularly in the second half of the season. From there, uh, the other game that I think really sticks out, and this probably is the best one on paper, uh, Brewers on the road against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Brewers right now are going to send out Eric Lauer, Jesse Chavez. Uh, this was not announced earlier, so Chavez is indeed going to get the start for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, on the other end, though, you do get Lauer, and Lauer's been really awesome and tight across the board. 20, uh, 23 to third, 13 strikeouts per nine. Walks, you know, I guess a little high, but much better than they were last year in terms of walking just about two every nine innings. 193 ERA, 250 fielding independent uh, for Lauer, and you're seeing the price right now on the screen. Brewers, uh, minus 115-ish on the road against the Atlanta Braves. That's more about the pitching matchup than anything else, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I actually, that was that game was not even on my radar to bet uh, tonight. <clears throat> I thought what was interesting, and as a guy who really gets into the numbers, I think you have to look at a pitcher like Logan Gilbert, who's yeah. going tonight. Yeah. And uh, now last night, there was a lot of sharp money in the betting market fading the Mariners and on the Rays. Mm-hmm. So when you go to that, you look at that game tonight, Logan Gilbert is a bet-on pitcher. There was a streak last year uh, when he was going for Seattle when I think the Mariners won ten, uh, somewhere around 10 consecutive starts that he made. His numbers have been outstanding here early in the season. And you see a, a Rays team that was around a buck 40 favorite last night that had a favorable pitching matchup. Now as an underdog tonight, and uh, Logan Gilbert about minus uh, 130 or so against the Rays in Seattle. Uh, how does he stack up to some of the elite pitchers, you think, when you look at Logan Gilbert's numbers? I mean, so I think there's definitely some room for some regression here in terms of his ERA. He's got a 0.64 ERA. I know, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, if you look at it from, like, a fielding independent or a FIP standpoint, 3.06 is still a really good number for him and for a starting pitcher. Uh, he is, I, I think, accurately priced when you're looking at being favored over the Rays, who have been winning games, actually. They're on a little bit of a win streak here. They're playing really good baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gilbert, like, is he this? Obviously not. But if you're looking across the board and looking at some of the others, like expected ERA and fielding independent, he's a really good pitcher, and he deserves to be favored in a matchup like this. And on the other end, too, it's like it's Whistler on the other side, and he's actually been pretty solid, too, but the sample size is smaller. Only 12 innings pitched and two starts. If you're looking at he's appeared in 10 games, too, so you know he's not going to go very deep. 150 ERA, but a 399 expected fielding independent and a 369 expected ERA. So I would say when you're looking at this, the Mariners deserve to be favored. It's kind of odd. There hasn't been much move here. I think some spots open a dollar twenty-seven, and you're sitting like at a dollar twenty-seven right now. But I would think in terms of the pitching matchup and where you're at right now, I would definitely uh, like to be on the side of Logan Gilbert and the Seattle Mariners as opposed to the Rays. Yeah, I don't think you're getting a bargain with the number. Yeah, let's put it that way because the Rays are the better baseball team right now, no question about it. So I don't like to lay a buck twenty-five or so against a better team. But Logan Gilbert's a pitcher. If you bet this stuff all the time, you got to keep an eye on this guy. He doesn't get much publicity at all. Nobody really talks about Logan yep. Gilbert, but if you go back to last season, he's been one of the better pitchers to bet in the majors. Uh, by the way, we you know we always did it in the baseball seasons in the past. Buy low, sell high. Uh-huh. Might be a pretty good buy low opportunity on an Alex Cobb who gets to start later tonight. There's a pretty big delta between his ERA and his other underlying numbers, but we'll get to that maybe a little bit later. Uh, on the other side, Will Hill's going to join us. We'll get to more baseball and the uh, schedule that is. Uh, we're not done with baseball either, personally, because I've got something on this Padres-Marlins game to uh, toss to Matt and have a bet on that later today. But when we return, do more baseball with William Hill, and we'll get into the NBA postseason and see what he's got either tonight or tomorrow when those series between Golden State and Memphis in Boston and Milwaukee resume. 
is The Edge on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zen Nicotine Pouch is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free and spit-free, made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid, place the pouch between your upper lip and gum. Bam! One hour of real nicotine <laughs> satisfaction. Zen's available in 10 varieties and two strengths. Three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction. Six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zen anytime, anywhere. Find your freedom. Find your satisfaction. Find your Zen. Visit ZYN.com to learn more and to find Zen Nicotine Pouches near you. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 or older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, product contains Nicotine, nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, let's welcome in Will Hill, host of the New York City cast, a contributor on Points Bid Weekly, regular appearances on the Lombardi line as well. He's all over the place. Will, it's good to talk to you, buddy. So I was just, uh, was just, I guess, lamenting, is that the word? Uh, with Matt Eumanns off the air, I was like, man, you know, this morning, Pirates got up to like minus 130. I think that's kind of high. I kind of want, I, I wanted to bet <laughs> Cincinnati, but I'm not going to put myself through that. Are you actually going to put yourself through this today and back the Cincinnati Reds? Absolutely. I mean, we've all heard this saying you yes. can't win them all. Well, you can't lose them all either. Uh, and I don't think uh, just looking through my sheets, I haven't bet on or against the Reds just the way it's worked out all year. I get, you know, we're 20 something games in the season. I'm doing it. I don't know if the Pirates should be, you know, like you mentioned, they were minus 125, minus 130 today. Uh, Brubaker has been terrible. So I'm going to do it uh, eventually. You know, I don't, I just don't think the Reds are going to finish the season uh, three and 159. So let's let's t say today's the day where they get the fourth win. So uh, I'm going to bet it. I am just not going to watch it. Like it. By the way, the humans, for those who don't know, Brubaker, 620 ERA, uh, 472 fielding independent, 531 walks every nine mm -hmm. innings, finding the strike zone only 39% of the time. He has been terrible. Don't, sure. and I, I think that's why you want to look at Cincinnati, but I don't know if I could do it after, uh, after watching a Tigers game yesterday. I'm that, really that, interested in this game tonight because of all the people who have jumped on the fade to Reds train here this week. And, uh, then you have a sharp baseball capper like Will Hill, who's on the Reds. I know there are going to be some sharp betters who, who are going to find some value in the Reds. Last night, uh, Mitch Moss tweeted that the uh, one sportsbook has the Reds' adjusted win total at 57 <laughs> for the season. And I said, I think the Reds will finish 52 and 110. Um, you know, I, I think the Reds will win 50 games. I don't know. How many games at this point, Will, do you think the Reds will win this season? Because right now they're 3 and 22. Yeah, it's a great question. Like, at what point would I have to bet the over? I think mm -hmm. if you gave me over 49 and a half, I'd probably have to go over. So I'll say you made a good number at 52. I'll say they go 50 and whatever, 112. So and remember, they're going to trade more guys at the deadline. They're only going to yeah, get worse. Right. Not that the minor right. leaguers could be any worse. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with a, a, a ra nice round number of 50. I say, say they land right on 50. The win total we talked about on the show football. yesterday was 50 and a half. Right. Uh, so Will's going under. He's saying 50 and 112. I, uh, I, over 49 and a half. I posed the question, uh -huh. uh, we, uh, what's the win total that you would need to consider yeah. betting the over? Our colleague Tim Murray responded 22 and a half. Yeah, you're not going to get that, Tim. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's pretty low. I don't think it gets that bad either. That would be historically historic. Come on. If this were football, wide. we'd be saying, could they beat Alabama? Could Alabama beat, a, could oh, Alabama yeah. beat them? That's always the great question. I mean, who's the best college ba baseball team? Right? Vanderbilt or whatever. I know they usually have a yeah. good program. Like, who'd be favored? It, it would still be Cincinnati. Uh, all right. With that, let's go to a couple of others uh, that you've got your eye on today. Because I know a lot of these games were rained out, Will. Uh, so I'll give you the floor in terms of some of the other contests that you were looking at in baseball. Or maybe a big picture, actually. Let's go here. Mets, Yankees. Uh, currently playing pretty good baseball. Yankees get their win streak snapped the other day. Uh, Mets and what happened the other day with the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday. Uh, in terms of big picture for both of these teams, what are you expecting? 
Yeah, I mean, I have bets on both of them to win the division. Now you're missing the best of the number, but look, uh, Mets have a chance to really run and hide even without DeGrom, which is amazing. You know, best pitcher on their team, best pitcher in baseball. They're the only team in the NL East over 500. You got a chance here. Look, they always say you can't win the pennant in April. You can't win the division in April, but you could lose it. I don't know. If you get like a 9-10 plus game lead, you know, it's it's not April anymore. We're into May. Uh, if you get a you know a nine ten plus game lead, you can run and hide with this thing, and I think the Mets have the ability to do that. You could still get them. I think minus a dollar forty, dollar fifty to win the division. I still think that's a pretty good bet. I don't know that Atlanta looks right, uh, and the same thing with the Yankees. I think, look for all of their issues in terms of you know Cashman, and you can quibble with the offseason they had. They are much better defensively. Uh, you know, Kiner Falefa at short. Having a whole year of Gallo, Rizzo, getting rid of Sanchez, they're just much more sure-handed. I think they were 29th last year, defensive run saved. They're one of the better teams this year in defense. And look, with baseball, we always think about, all right, what kind of pitching rotation? What kind of lineup? Defense, it's kind of subtle. Uh, you know, kind of goes under the radar. It's hard to evaluate at times, but their defense is much better. And uh, Matty, you remember this. The great 90s Yankees teams, early 2000s, had unbelievable bullpens, whether it was Jeff Nelson, Mike Stanton, uh, you know, Graham Lloyd, obviously leading up to Mariano. This Yankee bullpen is really good. It's really deep uh, with Holmes, Peralta, those kind of guys, Loisega. Still don't really trust Chapman at the end. King's been amazing. King might make the mm -hmm. all-star team. So uh, I think this Yankee team is much improved, and I, I like him to win the division. I trust King. I do not trust Chapman at all. No. Uh, so I trust yeah. Holmes more than Chapman. Holmes yeah. is really yeah. good. I mean, throws 100, everything moves and sinks. Chapman's like their fourth or fifth best reliever. I, I totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah, the Yankees' bullpen is uh, a strength of the team. No question about it. Last night, did you see – uh, Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, and DJ LeMahieu at the Rangers game chugging beers, Will. Did you see that? I did, and every time I watch Aaron Judge play, I just see his price tag go up. I don't know what team he's going to be playing for next year. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he's taking a hometown discount. I'm sure the guy across town, Cohen, who's got plenty of money to spend, plenty of money to burn, would love to have him in the middle of his lineup. Uh, the Dodgers are always in the mix, so uh, you know it's going to cost the Yankees not extending Judge. That was a fair deal they offered him, but Look, they made the same mistake with Cano Wally. You got to get these deals done before these guys hit free agency. Once they hit free agency, uh, it's a bidding war, and it's not a bidding war you want to be a part of. Yeah, the Yankees offered basically $26 million a year on, on a long-term contract, and he wanted Judge wanted 36. He wanted Mike Trout money. And uh, would, the Angels, would, would the Angels overpay for him? Somebody will. Probably the Dodgers, exactly. like you said, or the Mets. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Mets, but the uh, the Yankees. Plus, he's a draw. He's a great mm -hmm. player. Plus, he's a draw. He's six foot seven. You know, he's got the name. Hits the ball five hundred feet. Somebody, and, and he's a great player. If he can hold up physically, right, because right. he's had some issue, issues with injuries. Last night, I had to laugh though with the the beer chugging at the Rangers game. Mm -hmm. Did you notice, uh, Will, that all three of the guys their beer was only half full before they started to chug it? I did. Yeah, it was a poor showing. <laughs> yeah, it was. A poor I showing. Did. I'm glad you picked up on that. Uh, yeah. Still, no still the worst uh, athlete beer chug on record would be Aaron Rodgers, who uh, could not finish chugging his beer. Yeah, that's so. pretty bad. It was pretty poor. But these guys did start with a half a beer. Yes. Which uh, you, you had to, you had to be an experienced beer chugger to notice that. Of course. What was it? Baker Mayfield uh, bit it open with his teeth and then just kind of sucked the life out of the beer. I think a few years back. Yeah. So I don't was... know if there's a correlation between the beer chugging mm -hmm. and the quarterback play because. Uh, you know, Rogers is a, is a better player than Mayfield, even though Mayfield's better at the uh, at the chugging. <laughs> now, I will say, because I'm, I'm I'm an expert on this, or at least I used to be. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, shotgunned his beer well, which is a little bit different okay. than actually chugging the beer uh, when you bite it open, pop the can, and then of course right. let it flow. But right. you've done this, you've done this, JV. Never, never, never two at a time or anything like that. Never done anything like that. Shotgun. <laughs> that was his nickname in college. Shotgun.
Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go. Let's move on from here. Uh, NBA. We still have this underway. So I'm not sure you have anything from a game perspective, but I do know that you have an interest in one of the teams that is playing today. The Suns, uh, now that they are healthy, have completely dismantled Luka Doncic to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, some spots catch at a point. Other spots hit to pick. Uh, I've got a futures ticket on this Suns team to win an NBA Finals. Well, it sounds like you're going to join me in the uh, Phoenix camp here. Yeah, I didn't bet this game. The one game I did bet tonight, I bet the Heat plus one and a half for the first half. I think there's yeah. an overreaction. You know, this team down 2-0 comes home for game three. I think that's been built in and probably overadjusted in terms of the number. Plus, you're getting a point and a half in a first half where uh, if Embiid does play, and it sounds like he will, who the hell knows? He's out. He's questionable. Who knows? But if he does play, that first quarter, that first half, that's going to be where the adjustment comes in in terms of the mask, the comfort level. You figure as the game goes on, he gets a little more comfortable. So, uh, heat plus one and a half, which is weird because they're minus one and a half for the game, but you can still get them plus one and a half uh, for the first half, which I played. And I'm with you on the Suns. I just think maybe we've overthought it. I think the Booker injury, you know, the Pelicans pushed them a little bit. This Suns team has just been a machine here for really, you know, two years now, and they're just deep, good on defense. Now, they're not the prototypical title team where you have like a top three player with Shaq or LeBron or one of those guys, but. Boy, this team is loaded, and I, I just think uh, they're going to win the title. You could still get Chris Paul 4-5-1 to one to win finals MVP. Uh, I think there will be a narrative thing there where if they do win the championship, he's going to be very hard to beat in terms of the finals MVP. So uh, I think the Suns are going to win it all, especially with the Bucks not being healthy. That's the one team I think could have beaten them. I don't know that Boston has enough juice offensively. So I like the Suns to win it all. I like Paul to be the MVP. All right. Any other uh, baseball plays tonight or NBA plays this weekend on your radar, Will Hill? I'm going back to the well with the under Boston, Milwaukee. I just think Boston is, is uniquely qualified to deal with Giannis with the length. Horford's always done a good job guarding him. They have uh, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, who's an underrated defender, just so much size and length. And look, their plan's pretty simple. Wall off the rim and make Milwaukee shoot it from deep, make them shoot contested threes. That's, you know, they can be hot and cold offensively Milwaukee. So uh, I like the under there. That should be a good game. I think I'm curious what JVT thinks. I think the seven's a little high with Memphis golden state. I mean, that could really be, 2-0 either team. I think Golden State probably gets home and wins the series, but uh, seven seems like a lot. Similar to uh, how the seven was a lot anytime Minnesota played Memphis. You know, mm -hmm. there just didn't seem like too much of a gap between those two teams. Same with this series. Yeah, I'd agree. I think the only thing that uh, holds you back from playing it is that Clay Thompson and Steph Curry were terrible in those first two games. Well, going back home, uh, if they start to catch fire, you could talk about a little bit of a different outcome there for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. But at, at first blush, I would say I agree. Seven's too high for the Golden State. Do those guys look the same to you, Clay and Cur like uh, Clay and, and Steph, like the 2015-16 guy? I mean, Clay looks a step slower defensively. Curry's still really good. I don't know if he's great. Do you still do you feel the same way? Clay, uh, Clay for sure. I think Clay looks yeah. pretty. Uh, he, Game two was one of the worst playoff games I think I've ever seen Clay Thompson yeah. play. And I think that's probably recent memory would tell you that. Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. Real quick, 10 seconds, plug everything. Beeson.com slash podcast. Had Troy Macker on today. Check it out. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you guys. We'll come back. Best bets and more as we wrap it up here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, the Kentucky Derby is Saturday. Right now, VSIN is offering you a special $9.99 Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the Rum for the Roses. Order your copy now for $9.99 at vsin.com slash derby guide. Once again, vcin.com slash Derby Guide. And tonight at the Rampart, 6 p.m., the best Derby seminar in town, hosted by Dwayne Colucci. Colucci. Get out there. The Colucci and Bob Ike, Southern California horse handicapper. Uh, they do the best Derby handicapping seminar I've seen in Vegas with a film breakdown, in-depth analysis. That's 6 o'clock tonight at the Rampart Sportsbook. Awesome. I'll be out there. Yeah? Yeah. Rampart's a, a good spot, too. Yeah, it is. like the Rampart. Pretty secluded, but it's a really good spot to go to if you're out here in Las Vegas. And a little bit, as uh, Dwayne has said, a little bit away from the strip if you want to get away from the uh, the lights and sounds. All right, best bets. Uh, nothing to recap NBA-wise from last night because there was no NBA last night. So uh, <laughs> uh, we'll just go ahead to Saturday. Celtics plus three against the Milwaukee Bucks. Talked about this a little bit yesterday, and Will Hill uh, alluded to it as well. Uh, but if anything, what you believe in this Boston team, maybe you don't believe in the three-point shooting, which was incredible in game two. You believe in them defensively. Uh, through two games now, the Milwaukee Bucks averaging just over a point per possession. They have done a really good job on that end of the floor the Boston Celtics have. Uh, to use Will Hill's phrase, uh, they are uniquely uh, gifted, or I should say uniquely um, set up, 
to handle a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. You're seeing shades of the wall that used to be built and stymied Giannis back in the day when the Toronto Raptors would do it, whenever he's driving to the basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can, I think they can handle this. And on the flip side, you also get a Marcus Smart back that is going to help them out. I don't think he's the best defensive player on that team, but a guy of that level is going to help. And especially when it comes to offense, he's going to help them out as well. I think this is just when we're talking about home court being more and more closer to that three-point range over the last couple of days. Um, three just tells you that these two teams are equal, and I don't believe that's the case, especially with Chris Middleton out and Marcus Smart on his way back. So give me the Celtics plus three. Yeah, I think people have kind of – most people have kind of forgotten that Chris Middleton's out in yeah. this series. Uh, Marcus Smart headed back. It was interesting because I thought the Raptors two years ago did a great job defending the Bucks, and especially Giannis every time he tried to drive to the basket. If you watch the first round – Bucks and the Bulls, the Bulls were hopeless. They had no yep. chance of stopping the freak on his drives to the rim. And uh, the Celtics are a team that they can do that. They could be much better defending um, <clears throat> the freak all over the floor. But uh, that's, a, that's a tough series, man. I, I, I still think the Celtics probably find a way to get out of it. But, man, game to game, to game it's a difficult one for me to handicap. I'd probably – I'm going to pass on game three, but I would probably take the points with the Celtics like you if I and, bet it. I'm and it should, be, it. it should be a good series. What, 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 you, kinda, what you hope uh, is that some of these series at times, we had this a couple of years ago, where it would just take like – it would just go blowout to blowout, right? Like comfortable win to comfortable win. Mm-hmm. And it would be a good series on the surface because it would go like six or seven games, but it would be a lopsided contest after lopsided contest. And so far, we've had two comfortable victories for each team, so you're kind of hoping for, I think, a good game. Although, when I'm on the Celtics tomorrow, so I'd actually hope for a comfortable victory for Boston. So, anyway, uh, with that, baseball yesterday, uh, I think was on the right path there with Scooble because he was really good at the first pitch. It was great. First pitch, solo home run to Jose Altuve. And I was like, oh, boy, is this going to be the way it goes? Completely settled down, was really good in his outing against Houston Astros. Problem is that the Detroit Tigers lineup stinks. Uh, bottom, very much bottom of the league in multiple categories. Thought they'd be over to uh, be able to overcome that against Raquiti. It was not the case. So they end up losing the first five. It was one nothing at the end of five. Um, they went on to I think it was three two the final somewhere in that range. They had a two run shot late to tie the game up. But regardless, nothing in terms of the lineup. So I'm going to go with the, uh, the uh, favorite here in the San Diego matchup. Uh, Padres with you Darvish on the hill taking on the Miami Marlins. Sandy Alcantara's on the other side. And this opened actually pretty close to about minus 115. I think most spots open in the range of minus 117, Matt. Darvish has quietly been pitching pretty well. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to remember the blow-up that he had early in the season. It was a one and two-thirds, uh, nine earned runs against the San Francisco Giants. I watched that game at home. It was an absolutely brutal showing. But his underlying numbers are really solid. Even though the 444 uh, ERA is there, you got a 323 expected ERA. His fielding independent is 355. Across the board, I think he is pitching much better than his numbers at this point would indicate because it's a smaller sample size. And on the other end, you get Sandy Alcantara, who actually, if you look at it, kind of the inverse here, 290 ERA, uh, but a 423 fielding independent. His walks are really up this year. The, the command has not been there for Sandy. And his strikeouts are down. I think this is one of those where I'm getting the Padres and Darvish at a relatively good price. Uh, went first five here as well. Manny Machado has been playing extremely good, and this lineup has been productive as a result here, so I'm going to back you, Darvish, at home here tonight. Yeah, Machado right now kind of throwing his name in the MVP conversation. Yeah, you would think so. Hope so. I got with, a, uh, with Tatis out, you had you had to think that uh, Machado was going to have to carry a major load of the offense production early in the season. Last night, he was all of it. He had two solo homers, and the Padres won that game. And the Marlins got shut down by Nick Martinez yep. last night. Uh, so the Marlins struggling offensively. I, I was kind of looking at the under in that game. I was hoping you could get seven. 
But I didn't see a seven. I saw six and a half out there, so I'm not going to play under six and a half. And I also think, too, because we're talking about the price, this is something I asked Dave, which was the numbers on the Marlins have been really, like, crazy. Like, just given what we know about the Marlins, right? the pitching's awesome, but mm-hmm. they were a $2 favorite in that matchup with the Arizona Diamondbacks, laying some pretty big prices against some lowly teams. And it's not like the Padres have been killing teams. But they're a good squad, and you talk about like opening in the range of minus one seventeen. It feels like there's a there's a pretty good amount of respect for Miami that maybe not warranted, especially when you look at some of the numbers for their lineup. Well, I just think they're not very good offensively. Yeah, the, the pitching's been outstanding. That's when you look at the Marlins. Maybe I'm, I'm not going to lay prices with them because I don't trust the offense. But I think you can look at unders more often than not uh, because you've you've got a team that doesn't score much and you have a really good pitching staff. On the Miami side. All right, with the uh, association tonight, I am going to jump in and play the Mavericks. Pick him. I saw about a week ago, Paul Howard on the Follow the Money show put out a bet on the Mavericks to win the title, 25-1. to 1. They can't win the title if they've... If they lose all their home games here to the Suns. Uh, that is a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is factually this, correct. Now, this is the spot. I like to play spots in the NBA playoffs. Yeah. And a lot of times the numbers are so skewed. On the first in the first two games on the road, will reverse at home, and I think you're going to get um, much better effort from Dallas on the defensive end tonight. Again, this is a Dallas team we were bragging about defensively in the previous series against the Jazz, and now all of a sudden look like one of the worst defensive teams on the planet. It's very difficult to defend Devin Booker and Chris Paul when those guys are on. It's a really good matchup for Phoenix too to give. It to- is, but if the Mavericks are going to get a game, right. This is a game they're going to get. Uh, so I played this uh, pick them. Mavericks, and uh, that's this is really the only spot in the series where I'm interested in playing Dallas because I think the Suns are going to uh, coast in five, maybe six, but the Suns are going to win the series. But game three, when you're down 2-0, is one that the Mavericks have got to get tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentucky Derby, top four. Here we go. These are your guys, your ponies, huh? I'm going to play these four in some sort of combination. Now, I do reserve the right to maybe uh, add or change something tonight if Bob Ike and Dwayne Colucci talk me out of it at the uh, Rampart Seminar, but I'm playing number three, Epicenter, number six, Messier, number nine, Tis the Bomb, which is around 25 or 30 to one, and uh, number 10, Zandon. So three, six, nine, ten in that combination. Did you look at the Derby yet? Uh, no. Probably not. You're, no, you're no. not a horse guy. Uh, you know, I was really looking at uh, White Abarillo as, uh, as my horse. Actually, uh, there were some sharp guys who liked that as, an, as a long shot horse. So, what, uh, am I one of those sharp guys? Uh, no, no, <laughs> because you just kind of pulled that one out of somewhere. I, I I will tell you that I did not just look up the field and just give you a random horse in the range of ten to one. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> Actually, there were some futures on that horse at around forty to one. Uh, so the horse is good. I would say that's uh, become a so-called wise guy horse. Well, I will say what number t- is it? Uh, let's see. I got I'll say uh, 15. Number, number fifteen. Yeah, okay. 15. Yep. I will say every year, every time around this, you know, when we talk about these big races, uh, God, I love horse names. Horse names are great. Cyberknife. I mean, come on. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. That's why I like Tiz the Bomb. Right, now, yeah. Tiz the Bomb's actually won five of its eight starts. Uh, so, some people question whether it can run on dirt. I think its poor performances on dirt have more to do with uh, bad trips and adversity than running on dirt. But yeah. I did handicap the race. And by the way, read the. Uh, V-CIN Derby Guide, very in-depth scouting reports on all the horses, and a lot of good information. vcin.com slash Derby Guide. 
Uh, really quickly, last 60 seconds, uh, did want to throw out there that it does look, uh, because we are waiting for the Angels to announce a pitcher, it does look like it is Michael Lorenzen who is going to get the start here for mm. the Anaheim Angels tonight. Uh, he did leave the team early yesterday in lieu of the start, so it did seem like he was getting back to Anaheim to get ready. Uh, ESPN has not officially upgraded their scoreboard, uh, but I am seeing on a couple of others that it looks like it's going to be Lorenzen tonight. So Lorenzen, uh, the mighty yoked Michael has been off to a great start, 304 ERA. Some indications that maybe it's a little bit of fool's gold, but not, like, terrible. Uh, 415 fielding independent, 349 expected ERA. Dude's been a horse for him. He's been I, awesome. I told you yesterday, I'm starting to believe in the Angels. I got to tell you, man, I uh, I hate to admit that I actually bet them at 25-1 to 1 to win the World <laughs> Series. I, 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 I bought in. We're 25, 26 games in. Uh, I'm in. I, I believe a little bit here. Look at the baseball standings right now. Both New York teams in first place. In the East, both L.A. teams in first place in the West. Good day. It's a good day in baseball. I'll tell you that much. All right, we're all done. VEASAN.com slash podcast where you want to find any part of this show that you missed. Conversation with William Hill is going to be up there in any of your favorite VEASAN shows. Which William is- Hill is on oh. the Reds tonight. Yeah, I think I might be with him, too. <laughs> i got a couple of minutes to debate. My guys in the desert coming up next. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.